Hey, lovely people. Well, we're back <laughs> after the celebration of the 50th episode. This will officially be number 51. We're back. It's another week in lockdown. I dressed up for you because I wanted you to smile today and celebrate today. Sometimes you just got to put a dress on and you got to tell yourself, I can do this. I know so many of us want to get out of our lockdown. We want our freedom back. But hey, you can't lock down joy. You can't lock down a, a sense of uh, happiness if you know where to find it. It's all an internal job like we've seen in other weeks of posting. And so today, I want to brighten your day by saying we're in this together. So let's go Monday. It's going to be a great week ahead. I think most of us probably could do with a word like the one I'm about to bring to you today because today I want to talk to us about staying the course. I know right now we feel like we have no other option, but I want to challenge us all to have that spirit that just has a tenacity to stay the course. I'm going to read a verse to you. It's very well known and maybe this is how you're feeling on, I think, is this week nine? I have just, I'm just going to stop counting however many weeks we've been in lockdown, but maybe this is a little bit of how you're feeling um, and I want to encourage you if you are feeling a little weary, if you are feeling a little like, I don't know if I can keep going, if you are feeling a little bit down, we've had that in our home just this last weekend. Our kids miss their friends. They want to see people. They want to be out. They don't want to see one other person. They want to see a group of people. They want to go out and hang with their friends. I get it. I know it's frustrating, but we can't do anything about that. But we can do something about this and about this because we can actually go to the word of God and get strengthened. So that's what we're about to do. So maybe this is how you feel. Galatians 6, and I'm going to read it from the Message Bible, verse 9. Don't allow yourself, even that, you know, the Bible's letting us know that this is something you can either give permission to, or you can either say, nope, it's not happening. I think sometimes we feel these kind of things I'm about to read are out of our control. And I love that the Bible's saying, don't allow yourself. It's a choice. Today, I choose. Don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. You know, as I commit to this new week with you, to this fresh beginning of a, a brand new Monday and a week full of who knows what God's going to do. You know, there's that commitment in my heart. I can, I can either be weary about opening the Bible and preaching the word. I can feel disheartened that we're still here, still talking to a screen. Or I can say, I'm not going to allow myself to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. What good seeds are you planting today? Don't hesitate. Don't grow weary in doing it. Even if it's just putting that smile back on your face, even if it's saying something that right now you're not even feeling like the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's planting a good seed. Don't allow yourself to get so weary that you stop planting good seeds. Why? Because the seeds we put in the ground are the harvest that we are going to reap. And if you plant the good seeds, even if you're tired, even if you're like, really, do we have to go again? Even if you don't feel like it, plant it in the ground. It's kind of like in this season, I don't know if this has happened in your household, but we all suddenly feel like we're gardeners. I have no idea. We bought some plants, one of the stores that was open, Oh, garden centers have opened. And so we went like, um, I'm like, we are officially old, babe. We got excited about going to the garden center. And if you're a gardener on here, 
mad respect for you because it's a science, people. It's like a whole nother world. Like there were people walking around with trolleys and they actually knew what they were putting in their trolley. Not me. I was like, that looks pretty. Put it in the trolley. That's got a flower. Put it in the trolley. I have no idea if I put it in a pot, if I put it in the borders. I have no clue. But anyway, it looks pretty. <laughs> But my hope is I'm going to plant some good seeds in my garden, in the ground. And you know what? They're going to start growing because I planted them. And it's the same in the spiritual. When we plant the good seed, we might not feel like it. It might even not look very pretty when we plant it. But don't grow weary because it goes on to say, don't allow yourself to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds for the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you've planted. It is coming. It's coming. It's good news for your soul today. There is a harvest coming. It is on its way to you. It says, take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. I love that verse. And I think it's a verse we need to hold on to today. Let's not allow ourselves to get weary in planting good seed. Let's remind ourselves that there is a harvest on the way and let's not miss any opportunity to do good to others, especially those that are in the faith alongside us cheer each other on and so today where are you a little bit weary now listen I'm not saying you can't be tired I am happy tired right now <laughs> I'm not saying that you can't feel that sense of I need to take a time out if you need a time out give yourself a time out. But what I'm saying is something far deeper than that. It's not just a feeling of tiredness. We all know we can get into that kind of place in our life where we're like, I just can't be bothered. I just don't see the point. And I just want to remind you today, you might not see the point because when you put the seed in the ground, sometimes it takes a long time before you see anything that comes out of that seed that you planted. But there is fruit coming. There is harvest coming. Don't doubt it. Let me encourage you with this incredible verse from Hebrews 6 verse 9 in the Message Bible. It says this, um, God doesn't miss anything. Let's just pause there. I love that. He doesn't miss it. He doesn't miss the sacrifice. He doesn't miss the generosity. He doesn't miss the fact that you are being kind, even though you don't feel like it. He doesn't miss the small things that you are doing to bless someone else's world. He doesn't miss a thing. God doesn't miss anything. He knows perfectly well all the love you've shown him by helping needy Christians and that you keep at it. He knows everything you've done to help another person. He knows everything you've done in the name of Jesus to bless someone else. And then it says this, and now I want each of you to extend that same intensity toward a full bodied hope and keep at it till the finish. Don't drag your feet. Be like those who stay the course with committed faith and then get everything promised to them. It gets better. You ready? When God made his promise to Abraham, he backed it to the hilt, putting his own reputation on the line. He said, I promise that I'll bless you with everything I have. Bless and bless and bless. Abraham stuck it out and got everything that had been promised to him. When people make promises, they guarantee them by appeal to some authority above them so that if there is any question that they'll make good on their promise, the authority will back them up. 
But when God wanted to guarantee his promises, he gave his word, a rock solid guarantee. God can't break his word. And because his word cannot change, the promise is likewise unchangeable. People, we need to know that the promise of our harvest, the promise of God bringing back off the seed that we have sown, a harvest that is plentiful, it is one that he backs with his very own word, with his very own name, and he will not let it fail. He is unchangeable. So let me pull this line out and let me echo it again. It says, I want you to have a full-bodied hope and keep at it till the finish. Don't drag your feet. I know it's Monday and you're like, Charlotte, calm down. I am dragging my feet out of bed. I am dragging my feet into another week of homeschooling. I am dragging my feet back into this routine that lockdown has created. I get it. But the Bible's saying spiritually, even if you're dragging your slippers across the kitchen floor right now, spiritually put a spring in your step. And if that means you have to talk yourself happy, that means you have to Watch this three times more until you smile. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but don't drag your feet. And then it says, be those who stay the course with committed faith. You know, I said on day 50 that I was committing afresh to stay in the course with you, friends. That's why we are back here on a Monday. That's why you're back here watching Today I Choose, because sometimes you just have to be those that stay the course with committed faith, and then you will inherit the promise. So today on Monday, I don't know how it finds you, but I want to let you know, don't grow weary in doing good. Don't get tired before the harvest comes because God promises it is on its way into our lives. So we've got to keep planting that good seed. I think one of the reasons why we give up is because we are looking all the time. You know, I uh, I keep going out in the garden looking for, are there any buds on the plant that we planted yet? Or anything come into bloom yet? But I, you know, don't often read the labels when I buy the plants. <laughs> I'm such a bad gardener. I don't read the labels that say, you know, blooms in and then gives you a period of time. And so I probably bought plants that don't bloom until August. And so there's no point me going out tomorrow and willing it to bloom. It knows when it's going to bloom because that's how that plant was designed. And so it doesn't matter how often I water it or go and see it and ask it to bloom early. It's not going to bloom until it's time. And I think that's where we get frustrated. I think we put our timeline on circumstances and we've got to know that God is in control and his timing, even though it's different than ours, his timing is the right timing. I know we think ours is the right timing, but his timing is the right timing. And so we've got to trust that about the God that loves us and, and serve him with a heart that says, God, I surrender that time calendar agenda that I have. And I say, God, let it be your way, not mine. That takes maturity and it takes a sense of just staying at your post, staying at your course and trusting God like we just read Abraham had to do. And so 
Maybe you need to walk away from the thing that you keep watching. Maybe you need to take your perspective onto something else and just trust God in the timing. There are so many examples I could turn to if I had time of those that actually could have questioned, is God going to answer my prayer? What about Hannah? God, are you ever going to come through for me? But you know what? Hannah was not just going to carry a a child at any time, at any stage, because Hannah was going to carry that boy Samuel and his time was perfect with the bigger agenda that God had for his life. The hand of God was on him to do incredible things. And so the timing seemed off to Hannah, but it was perfect in God's plan for his life. You know, we can all recite stories through the Bible, but just know that when you're doing good, it always comes back. You know, I'm reminded as we close of a story of a woman that I've preached so many messages about. I love her, the Shumanite woman, the woman who actually tells us in two kings that she saw this prophet of God, two kings four, that kept coming through her town. And so she decided, I'm going to create a space for him to stay. What an act of kindness. She opened her home. She didn't ask anything in return. She just realized he could do with a place to stay. But can I let you know, when you plant seeds of kindness like that, there's always more than one miracle in it. She was a miracle to that prophet because she gave him a place to stay. But she was barren. And so as she made room for him, he became the miracle in her story because she had a barren womb. And as he stayed in the upper room of their house, he began to prophesy over the barren womb that she had and life came to it and she had a child. So her seeds of kindness reaped a miracle of a son being born. The journey of that story has about five different messages I could preach to you, but not today. But in that story, it talks about how that child actually dies. And that's a whole nother message about when disappointment comes after the miracle you've received. Maybe we'll get to that later in the week. But anyway, it goes on and he restores that child back to life. But the point I want to make to you for the sake of today's message is, you know what? The prophet left and there was a famine in the land and they'd had to flee their home and they'd had to leave all their belongings and they'd lost all of their possessions. And it's actually that story carries on in 2 Kings 8. And many of us, we read the 2 Kings 4 story and we don't make the connection between the same woman that is in 2 Kings 8. So read it. And in 2 Kings 8, as the land is in famine and as all this is happening, it says the king is talking to his servant Gehazi. And as they're talking, this guy Gehazi begins to tell the story of this woman and her son that was resurrected and what happened in the story. And the king asks, what what happened to that woman? Is there anything that, you know, what, what was the end of the story? And as he asks that she's there approaching the king and the end of the story is she gets all her land back, all her blessing back because what she sowed back there came up in her future. You never know when you're going to reap your harvest. So hold on today. Stay at your post. Don't quit. She inherited all her land back, all her stuff back because she stayed at her post. So today, friends, stay at your post. Happy Monday.